0: What is going on everyone? Welcome to this week's pardon the disruption. I'm your host Matthew Potter I am back and I've kicked RJ Bates back onto the panel because clearly There was some questionable judging last week questionable at best Um, I am your short sale guy also your hedge fund connection Also run the family tree over at real broker. Go ahead and reach out to me if you have any interest in any of those services we're going to go ahead and get into this week's introductions. We're going to start off with our reigning champion, Chris Jefferson. CJ, introduce yourself.
1: Chris Jefferson, Richmond VA. Happy to be back. Uh, looking forward to winning again. Potter, I hope you had a great vacation, man.
0: There we go. Butter up. Butter me up, boss. I appreciate it. I did have a great <laughs> vacation. It was wonderful. Uh, I do appreciate that. Next, we have Leon G. Barnes from the Collective Genius. Go ahead and talk to us, boss.
2: What's up, everyone? Leon G. Barnes, uh, as Matt said, the VP of membership for the Collective Genius. And I have never been so happy to see Mr. Potter in my life. Welcome back, my friend. I don't know what we were doing last week. We got through it, but I'm not sure it was a traditional PTD. Excited to be back
0: absolutely i will say i did it i did appreciate the lightning round at the end though i i didn't hate that I, I did not hate that all right next up we have steve trang go ahead and introduce yourself to the people
3: what's going on steve trang real estate disruptors uh fire com. reach out to me anytime uh you know i never thought i would actually miss matt's judging but you know it's amazing what happens when judging gets really really bad
0: Absolutely. It was questionable. Definitely questionable. Last, certainly not least, we have RJ Bates, the third. Talk to us, boss.
4: Yeah, I'm a little bit confused about this whole reigning champion thing. I mean, CJ didn't even have a competition last week with Steve (laughs) and Leon coming in in the negatives. And uh, last time I played, (laughs) I won. Uh, But RJ Bates, the third titanium investments uh, currently doing a 50 day challenge. Looking at it, so far through 32 days, we have 81 signed contracts. We've sold 30 of those, and we've done a little bit over $425,000 in revenue. So come over, check us out um, after part of the disruption, obviously.
0: Awesome. Congratulations on that, RJ. You're definitely killing it. We're going to go ahead and get into our first question, which is, are realtor licenses a money grab for associations or do they protect property owners? Go ahead and start us off, CJ. (laughs) Uh, Respectfully.
1: I think that (laughs) respectfully, I do think that the realtor associations are a money grab, but I think they're necessary as well. I don't think that necessarily all regulation is bad. I think the archaic energy that comes from NAR isn't very helpful to the ecosystem that is real estate. Uh, but I think if they could get up to speed, uh, I think if they were a bit more investor friendly and investor open, uh, that that would be really good. Um, but you got all these realtors out here, they're doing continued education, they're doing all these different things. Then they're in live scenarios with homeowners and live situations that affect people's lives and they don't always know exactly what to do. Uh, so, I think some more real world training. Uh, and again, understanding of how the investment side of the business, development side of the business works would 110% be helpful uh, with uh, all those fees that you guys got to pay.
0: Absolutely. Just paid mine. Not a huge fan. All right, Leon, what about you? Money grab?
2: I think it's evolved into that. I don't think it started out to be that. I think it was something that was uh, meant to be a true fiduciary for homeowners where you have the best interest in for that seller um, and for that buyer. I, I don't think it's evolved into that. Quite frankly, I knew more about real estate uh, before I got licensed um, than I than And I think that's the case for a lot. Uh, when it comes to, you know, having a quote unquote license, it's 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 been something that we've been talking about for a while that's ripe for disruption. I think you'll continue to see that evolve. Obviously, the National Associations of Realtors um, has an association that they can go to D.C. with and and have lobbyists and things of that nature. So I think you'll continue to see pushback there. But in, in the long term, I think you will see evolution and disruption uh, from the real estate license.
0: Mm-hmm. Good points. Good points. Leon is always the most informed on the panel and we appreciate that. All right, Steve, what about you? What are your thoughts on this?
3: Uh, I think it's absolutely a money grab. Uh, like Leon, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't designed the way. It's just what it evolved into. Um, so right now, the biggest problem with the realtor community is that they want as many licensed realtors as possible. So the goal is not to have the best realtors. The goal is to have as many realtors as possible. So if you're building a SaaS model, which is what the realtor board is, you want as many users as possible. And we don't care how slow or challenged they are. If they can pay the bills, get them in the door. So uh, it used to be about protecting the homeowners. But today, it's about having as many licensed realtors as possible.
0: I can't believe I'm going to say this. That might've been the best answer I've ever heard come out of you, Steve. Uh, That was outstanding. All right, RJ, what, what are your thoughts?
4: (laughs) I second that. That was an incredible answer by Steve. (laughs) Um, It's absolutely a money grab and going into the education side of things. I mean, you're looking at something that requires, you know, two weeks of training and, and now your license. I can't even believe that's even a thing. You know, I mean, just the the minimal amount of of training that's required. And then on the the CE side of things, you know, I've seen this with Cassie, my partner, for, you know, seven, eight years now watching where she does these CE classes. And it reminds me of defensive driving when you get a speeding ticket. It's like she's just (laughs) clicking through, taking the test, and then, you know, she gets a a 65, and then she goes, okay, I got these wrong. Click, 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 click. Boom, 100 Okay, next. It's not education. Um, it's it's just purely a money grab. And and like Leon said, I don't think it started there. But that's definitely where it is nowadays. And change needs to come.
3: So we need to fire Cassie as a realtor as well. Oh, I just heard,
4: Leon. <laughs> Our just <changes> alluded to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna talk, mean,
4: uh... Go ahead, Leon.
2: I was just going to say real quick, just that I'm going to chalk Steve's out of body experience answer there to his last three days that he just spent at the Collective Genius <laughs> downloading great information. I'm going to chalk it up to that.
3: Well, look, there was a, there was a, we have this forum, right, in Arizona, the Arizona Real Estate Agent Forum. Oh, God. And, and um, <laughs> it's, it's, look, in every industry, right, like 80% of people are idiots, right? Realtors might have a little bit more, but in every industry, 80% of, 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 of the people are idiots. So in there, I was like, well, there's a simple fix, right? Instead of trying to have as many people as possible, collect the same amount of revenue by just 10xing it. So instead of $800 for renewal, make it $8,000 for renewal, right? Then only the competent realtors can afford this, right? And we only have the best sticking around. And I got torn to shreds. He did. It was Steve. epic.
2: <laughs> well, because it, it it doesn't fit their agenda. I mean, Steve again bringing fire. That reminded me of the Chris Rock uh, um, comparison of how you uh, get rid of you know gun issues. You know, you you charge ten thousand dollars a bullet. That's very similar <laughs> concept. Yeah. You, you have more more people that are doing more of the deals. You basically have the twenty percent uh, doing the most that are. Honestly, are actually out there helping people versus just yeah. trying to do deals for themselves. Yeah, and They're you look at the case ones- in point. Case right, in point, so- how many times have we talked about on this uh, on this forum where someone will present an offer um, and and the agent won't even show it to the seller? I mean, we we talked about this several times.
1: I, I don't know that eight thousand in fees is the answer. I mean, everybody deserves an opportunity to start. Uh, so I think there's they a, do. Different, a different component to that. Because, but look, there, you good, could we,
3: chris with apprenticeships right you could do working under somebody else you could you could do that by joining someone's team just like we talk about
1: wholesaling right first work yeah, on someone I, else I just team. don't know that i just don't know that the world of being a realtor just is like being a tradesman where they need to go through apprenticeship i think that there's i think there's space for that but i think ultimately what you're saying to eight thousand dollars man then you're gonna have every realtor running around like I, you know what I hate why does every realtor have a headshot from when they first got their license? Oh, I got like mine. Let me show you. Let me like show you. Business card still. Dude, I a feel seen. He still I'm got headshot on his business card when he started titanium. I mean, we, we look if you charge it, then that's what it's going to be. We can't have that. But
2: Chris, but Chris, the the cream rises to the top. To Steve's point, if yeah. they're charging eight thousand dollars, and you have someone that you're recruiting that is is the cream of the crop, what are you going to do as a brokerage? You're going to offset that cost for that individual so it's i'm not saying it's a complete answer but there's opportunity there you're gonna continue gonna to recruit happen- talent what's
1: gonna happen is what happens now you're gonna go to your mortgage company your mortgage partner they're gonna float the cost to sponsor some people coming in and somebody's gonna cover the cost to try to get your business we know how this game works let's be frank right but, so i don't i don't know that but it's they can't be- do that
3: for they can't do that for forty-five thousand realtors in arizona fair yeah right. But like dude,
0: Arizona could lose honestly ninety percent, and we'd still be we we would be okay. Five
4: thousand houses for sale. So, we have
0: forty five thousand realtors.
4: The other side of this question is is our realtor license is protecting homeowners, property owners, Ooh. and that's where I get really irked in this because more often than not, I see poor advice given. I see. Uh, especially nowadays where we we've talked about this, I think last week we talked about realtors are hungry right now. It was in the direct to seller or agent outreach you have you have realtors saying I'll, I can sell your house for four hundred thousand when every comp in the neighborhood is three fifty just so they can get the listing agreement and then say, "Hey, we got no offers now we need the price drop down." That is where I see a massive issue with what's happening with realtors nowadays.
1: Let's let's just be honest, RG, I agree one hundred percent. And I say this respectfully to all realtors viewing this on the panel. All right, bro, uh, you better tread lightly. Judging, judging <laughs> as well. All right, let's let's stop it. Right, like realtors care about one thing specifically,
0: and that's called
1: commissions. That's called commissions. All right, and that's why we I have a lot that. No, that's why we have a lot of the issues that we have. Uh, look, real estate agents operate on a, a full commission structure. They're incentivized to work based on commission, and they make decisions based on financial situations they may have personally that impact homeowners, and so, those are the problems in the real estate agent space.
3: I would I would disagree because you, you're going to pay a, a broad uh, paint broadly with that, it's the same thing. You can make the same exact argument with wholesalers, right? They only care about the money; they don't care about serving the homeowner. So, I would say the
0: question, the, question the, was
1: about the agents. The question was about agents.
3: Yeah, but I would <laughs> say the top realtors don't operate with that. I think the top, the top producing realtors actually operate with uh, with uh, care, right? They're not out there uh, trying to take advantage of people. But but are the top
1: producing um, agents even still going on homeowner appointments? No, mm-hmm. they have people on their team that are buyer or listing agents that are going out and handling these things for him, running these types of appointments. There
3: are top producing realtors going on appointments. Yeah. Matthew goes on appointments.
1: Yeah, he, But Matthew's different. He's investor. Friendly. He has an investor in <laughs> mind. He, respectfully. Respectfully. respectfully <laughs> no. just, Matt has the perspective of the investment world as well. Most top producing agents do not. So oh Matt my. understands the benefit of going and sitting stomach to stomach and having a conversation at somebody's kitchen table and that these situations that people are in when they're in a, a, a bad property, when they got code violations when they're behind on taxes, that somebody needs to care about that individual to help them out. I, look, I, I deal and talk with top real estate producing agents all the time, not in Arizona, but here. And, and they're not Matthew Potter. They don't, they don't care that much. They're not out at somebody's house. They, they, that's just how the systems of these brokerages really actually work.
0: I, I will say this. We ran a little long on that one, but this was a really, really, really great question. And I like this. I will say this, um, I understand exactly what CJ is saying and what Steve is saying, because there is like a 1% of 1% of agents that really do actually give a shit if you really want to get down to it. And it's not just a paycheck. Like, dude, I'll be honest, like Steve, you know this, I've closed short sales where my paycheck was 50 bucks. I don't care. I, I helped that person avoid foreclosure. And that's that's what it's supposed to be about. That's not what it's always about, though, which is
2: really unfortunate.
3: And I got that, that 50-50 referral check. That's you not did. 25. Did 25 hey, that's, on that's it. That's right. It Steve,
0: <laughs> Steve, and I, Steve and I were hit. Were hitting uh, McDonald's afterwards for a, for Man, a happy meal. Day. Super sizes on me, yeah, Matt. Arizona Super size is on me. i can get
2: you one jamba juice. There you go. 25
0: that, bucks. That's right. Yeah, maybe pre-COVID, dude. post-COVID. Can't, I can't deal with that inflation. All right. That was a great round. I really enjoy that. Um, I am going to say collective genius clearly leveled Steve up like Steve. You're going to get the point. Yay. We're all Steve's welcome, definitely. Steve. Steve's definitely a little bit more happy you. about the judging this week. There we go. All right. We're going to get into the second one here. Um, I'm, I'm stoked to get your guys's uh, input on this one. Does it make sense to start using AI in your business? Start us off, Steve.
3: Uh, so if you asked me uh, a week ago, I would have said it's really not that critical yet. You just got to wait until they figure out a few more things. Uh, we had Mister Rob Swanson speak on stage and Glenn Schorn speak on stage, and they showed me, they showed us what they're doing right now. And uh, it's it's one of those things that you can't unsee. You know the the how much time it saves you, policies, procedures, uh, finding properties. Having if you know exactly what you want to buy having AI scrape every other wholesaler's list right to find the properties that match your buy box the automation that you can do it's it's just insane out there so I think the amount of time savings you have the amount of labor you know' we're, try, we're happy uh, paying VAs four to ten dollars an hour to do certain jobs we're getting to a point now where AI can do those jobs and so instead of paying four to ten
0: dollars an hour you're paying zero <clears throat> Yeah, apparently i need to go to cg for a week Jeez, that, that was another good one all right rj what about you
4: i just want to take all of the credit for the steve that we're getting today i mean last <laughs> week when i really let him know that he let us all down uh he's really brilliant this week so uh you're welcome steve uh, thank you yeah i i think the the facts are we're already using it even if you're you're not meaning to i mean there's there's so many different things that it's being used in um we almost exclusively use it for all of our listing descriptions now and i mean it's it's kind of becoming one of those just like steve said time save uh mechanisms that it's already become a part of the norm so i think yes it you have to use it on on some degree um, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see where some of these systems that we are already all using, the majority of us use InvestorLift. I saw Robert talking about the fact that he's gonna be implementing something later later this year that he feels like will take a wholesaler. He said a wholesaler at some point in time will be able to make $100 million a year based off the technology that he's releasing with AI. So I think yes, it is going to become a massive part of our businesses moving forward. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't tell Brewer that, man. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get a little jealous of the wholesalers making $100 milli a year. All right, CJ, what about you? What's your thoughts on AI? If you are not using
1: AI, if you have no intentions on using AI, uh, the world will leave you behind in a few years. Um, this is the equivalent of the creation of the Internet, automobiles, electricity, robotics, Steel, railroads, airplanes, gas powered vehicles, electric powered vehicles. If you wait to take advantage of this, to understand it, to comprehend this, to get this implemented, to start using your brain to think about the ways it could be implemented inside of your business, just going to shoot it straight. You know, it's Webby Day, Potter. I got a webinar tonight. All right. That's right.
0: <laughs> Promptly at 7 p.m., <laughs> Prom- super prompt. Look, if you look, if you
1: signed up, I got a thousand seats. If you don't come on time, I don't know what to tell you. Um, the world is going to leave you behind if you don't figure out and understand how to use AI and it wouldn't be nobody's fault, but yours, because we all had the exact same start. That's all I got.
0: I definitely like that. That's that's a damn good answer, CJ. It, it is. All right, Leon, what you got?
2: First off. I've been telling you guys for years, the collective genius is where you plug in. If you want this type of knowledge, look, at look at what is done for Steve this week. Um, and, and to what CJ just said, he's, he's absolutely correct. Um, the the amount of presentations. So for those that don't know, on day two at our mastermind, we do member presentations in addition to other few other things. But we had 40 presentations done by members of giving value, okay? Of all of those winners, by the way, our own, very own Mr. Steve Trang, won a belt, had the best presentation in his room. But as we were going through those belt winners yesterday, of all of those presenters, I believe in every single room, one of the top three presenters presented on how they're utilizing AI right now. The reasons that you join communities like ours or any other community out there, guys, is to get a leg up on the competition. So to CJ's point, if you're not incorporating right now, you're going to get left behind. And I don't care what your discipline is within real estate, whether it's education space, it's wholesaling, it's, um, it's land, I don't care what it is. I saw a number of presentations that blew me away of what's coming down the pike and what is currently being used. And by the way, if you're not staying up on it, it's changing rapidly, like weekly. It just got plugged up to the internet. Um, we learned uh, recently, and it's almost scary, quite frankly. But if you're not uh, utilizing it, they'll get left behind.
3: Yeah, I think a great line uh, I heard from Devin, uh, Devin Robinson uh, at a select level was uh, either you're, use, you're not going to get replaced by AI, is either you use AI or you're not being used or something along those lines, right? Like you have to be using AI or like CJ said, you're going to get left behind.
4: Um, On that note, I'm glad that Leon brought up the fact that Steve won a belt this weekend (laughs) because we all know that I love collecting fake wrestling belts. Um, However, (laughs) we did not, not, but now we do. (laughs) Unlike Steve, I actually win my belts Doing stuff, he just wins his belts for talking about doing stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Steve actually win a belt for doing something. So we
3: got to talk to Elijah. We're Chris, you and I we're judging finals day. Yeah, we're Uh, judging, uh, we're judging RJ. We're we're gonna have a conversation. Let's do it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. RJ wins one belt, and now he's like a big deal. (laughs) Two.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think (laughs) this one. (laughs) I All think right, this so he's got 60 subscribers.
4: Product. Good job. This <laughs> <laughs> so <guess> <laughs> is pretty easy. That AI is definitely
0: necessary, right? Yeah. I can't believe everybody actually uh, agrees. This is, This is great. I was expecting some kind of banter, but I will say this I think CJ definitely touched on something. This is one of those pivotal moments within business where you will get left behind if you don't jump on this. This isn't the metaverse or NFTs. Sorry, Steve. Um, You know, this is is definitely something like I've already implemented it into my business. Our brokerage actually is coming out with an entire uh, assistant that is all AI powered. Like literally it does almost all your tasks for you, which is super cool. And you don't realize how much time that saves until it starts saving you time. So that round, great discussion, CJ. We're going to give it to you. Good job. Way to way to be Nostradamus over there and just Matt, drop, drop all it the realtors.
3: On us. Such a traitor, Matt. Such a trader.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're we're past that. That's in the past. We're, we're moving forward. All right. Next up, we have. Um, if for some reason you were unable to practice real estate, what's your next move? All right. Start us off, CJ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, I guess I'm already moving. Um, I mean, internet marketing. Uh, you know, I, I started internet marketing three years ago uh, with a coaching program, uh, affiliate business, and some other things. It's been a phenomenal business. It's been a multi seven figure business for me, uh, and that's been pretty cool. Uh, so, if I was to not do real estate, I, I you know I used to be a real estate investor that was interested in internet marketing. I see myself more now as an internet marketer that invests in real estate, and uh, that's what I'd be doing. And I would be working with other people and other brands and seeing how I could help elevate their brands for some equity and uh, blow some other brands up, but that's for sure what I'd be doing.
0: Nice. Uh, I like that. That's a a good plan right there. Leon, what are you going to be doing?
2: Well, first off, before I move on from real estate, we don't practice it. We perfect it right? So let's let's put that, you know, put that down first and foremost. Uh, but for me, uh, this is easy. You know, I thought long and hard about if I weren't doing real estate, what would I be doing? And uh, one of the biggest reasons I'm a part of the Collective Genius is because I love giving back and helping others achieve their goals. And that all comes from my background of being influenced by my uh, high school And summer AAU basketball coaches. Uh, It would be a natural transition for me. I've coached basketball since I can't remember anymore. I I call it my ministry. It allows me to impact the most lives uh, of young people. Uh, And so if I couldn't do this tomorrow, uh, I would go. um, Money doesn't matter. Uh, I'd figure it out and I'd either coach at the high school or the college level and even in the summers. Uh, So high school basketball or just coaching basketball in general, easy transition for me.
0: Very nice. Lo- love the giving back part. That's where it's at, Steve. What about you? What are you doing uh, after real estate? Uh, before we get into that, I just want to highlight real quick
3: that you know for Leon, that's going to be going into coaching basketball. He was sub five hundred this week. I just want to point that out real quick. Um, mm-hmm. So for myself, <laughs> <laughs> for myself, it would be
1: uh, really Washington really Wizards, man. Washington Wizards
3: training sales. I really enjoy helping people take <laughs> the challenges they have with clients with prospects and this and, and moving across the finish line. I, I don't know exactly when I started geeking out completely on, on behavioral psychology and understanding you know the way the brain works and how to get a person from point A to point B but I'm totally fascinated fascinated by it. I could do it all day and I love learning about it I love teaching it to others it has been uh, rewarding uh, emotionally and rewarding financially and I think that if real estate didn't work out for whatever reason that's the direction I would go' I'd be coaching people on sales
0: all right all right I, I dig it all right rj what are you doing uh if real estate doesn't work out for you
4: so getting super technical on this with a, a quick you know ask of my my ai over here on who practices <laughs> real estate um that's a, a, real, a licensed real estate agent now, i'm not a licensed real estate agent so apparently by Practicing, I can still just invest in it and own it. So <laughs> technically, I don't practice real estate, but um, if we just can't do real estate anymore. Um, I I really enjoy, you know, uh, the podcast, what we do here, uh, being able to connect with people all across the world. Um, you know, like Steve, I've been doing the podcast since twenty seventeen, Uh really? going live on YouTube, building that, and and it's a passion of mine. I, I enjoy that. That's where I can go and and not feel stressed like I'm working anymore. So if I needed to do something outside real estate, I'd probably do something uh, online, podcasts, that route where uh, I could almost feel free of n- feel like I'm not working anymore. I'm
3: glad I was really worried. I think Archie should probably get the point just because he didn't say judging because I was really worried he was going to say judging.
1: Yeah, he's almost got a uh you know, I don't know how much money RJ made this week or today, but he's kind of got this very, you know, positive peppy energy today.
0: He's got a swagger,
1: Uh, yeah. He's got that he's got that closing check energy, like don't be a lady, be a legend type energy. Legendary
2: swagger.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see it, I
2: see it, I see it. So I CJ, I feel the same way about Steve, so I gotta make sure that I I clap back on this this basketball thing he just <laughs> So, I will say that I'm a much better coach today than I am a player, just he's a much better sales coach than he is an actual salesperson. Ooh, oh.
1: oh, that's tough.
2: That's yeah. tough. That's tough. He Leon
1: Vars is back. Man, Leon Vars is back. Don't forget oh, the G. <laughs>
3: oh, geez. I can't even come back. That's, that's, that's rough. I'm going yeah. to take the rest of the day off. That's like,
1: a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, that's a, that's a kick in the knee. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah,
2: hey. one. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> don't, hey, man. don't, don't play the fire, scarecrow. Yeah,
4: <laughs> man. What I will say about the question is, is uh, what I thought was interesting about it is, is we would all consider ourselves real estate investors, like CJ said, but um, we all have something else that's going on. Uh, alongside real estate, that we have found a new passion in, and maybe real estate helped us get there. Like CJ, like me, like Leon. You know, who knows about Steve? Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it is that be, having that freedom as an entrepreneur has allowed us to find other passions and other avenues that we could easily transition into. I like what I will
2: say. What I will say to to. Uh, put that uh, on a nice bow there is I think what you see with this panel, whether it's uh, this panel with Eric or even when Jimmy is with us, everyone here uh, is all about helping others achieve goals in addition to our own. And I think that's what is always comes out about this group and why we're all such good friends, even though we, we smack each other every once in a while.
3: We're not friends anyway.
2: allowed us that opportunity <laughs> to help others beyond just ourselves.
1: Let me, let me piggyback on that real fast. Cause I think it's important what Leon just said and RJ. I, I think people should understand, right? Cause I think a lot of times people see people like us with brands, with, with, Programs and platforms, and think it's a money grab, or just about because there's a lot of money that's made in it, and, and that's true, right? you do make a lot of money from it, but I think the reality of it is is like when you when you have to create something by yourself, you know and you you have no help at hand, you don't have a silver spoon and you're just getting it out the mud, figuring it out, piecing things together, that eventually you get to this point where you start operating within your zone of genius and things start to develop and happen for you, and you truly can't help but give that to other people and share that and want to extend that out to others Uh, because I know when I reflect, when I, you know, do this webinar tonight and have done them in the past or have conversations and speak on stage, it's this thought that's like tickling the back of my mind at all times about like, man, I, I, sometimes I still can't believe that this is it. Like this is where I'm at. Uh, And you, you can't help but want to share that with other people and let them have those same type of experiences if they want to go do that work.
3: You know, CJ, um, talking about that. Like I, had a moment where I experienced some emotions uh, when I got the belt yesterday. Yesterday morning, I looked. I looked out. Right, like we're, oh, we're sharing I the stage. The we got, right. We got Leon, <laughs> Eric, and I, on stage, and you know, looking around, I was like, "Man, the the dues we paid, the price we've paid to get here."
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. Right?
3: We we've 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 gone through a lot of adversity and hardship to get here, and you kind of you, we look back at times, and that's what we want to share. If someone else, if we can help someone get the success and avoid the hardship we went through. Like that's a huge win. All
2: right, I Potter, agree mark, this down. mark this down. Steve said he had some emotion.
0: I know <laughs> just
2: for a second. it <laughs> was a moment of weakness. Look, I'm <laughs> I'm about to
0: pull up. I'm about to pull a PTD first and run in there and give him a big hug.. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: well,
4: uh, last thing I'll say about that is uh, to Steve's point about the emotion. it's the same thing. I mean, you know, right now we're day 32 every. So for 31 days, I've been live on YouTube for eight hours minimal. Uh, There's days where I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, I go into voicemail hell where it's 45 minutes and nothing but voicemails. And then someone pops in the chat out of nowhere and says, hey, RJ, you told me to go get leads here. I I said your exact script. I closed just like you. And I made $25,000 in my first deal. And it's like, Dude, that moment of like—that's the reason why I'm doing this right here. Uh, to CJ's point, yeah, we make good money, but it's all those moments mean a lot more than the twenty-five thousand dollars check that comes our way.
0: No doubt. Damn it! Shouldn't have let RJ speak because he—he came with it and got us in the fields. Like I'm—I think I see a tear in Steve's eye right now from that. It's beautiful. All right, RJ. Look, I'm going to be real with you guys. Everybody absolutely crushed this uh, question with your answers. It's great. You know, as much as I would love to be like RJ and just start throwing out willy-nilly, you know, minus 10, <laughs> plus 30, you know, shit like that. We're going to just give RJ the point for that for that round. Um, you know, that being said, you know, we'll just get on to the next question. We'll see if we can do a little bit better there. All right, this next one. I'm I'm excited about this one. So with Westfield giving up their San Francisco mall and many malls closing around metropolitan cities, is this the end of the American mall era? Go ahead and start us off, RJ.
4: I don't think it is. And and here's the reason why. I think this is just like everything else in real estate and in business in general, there's cycles. And what happened was is there was too much supply and not enough demand, right? So I think we're going to see it shrink down. And what we're going to see is, is those businesses that currently or, or most recently have been inside of malls are going to go away. And there has to be new businesses, new creative things that move into the malls that draw the attention, right? Because in the past, we didn't have Amazon. That's the reason why you went to the mall is buy your Christmas presents and clothes and all of these things. You can easily do that online now. The desire to get out of the house as a family or as someone in your teens, you know, the the desire is still there. They still want places to go. I think that will never leave. And I think there'll just be uh, less malls, more demand and more creative ideas for those businesses that incorporate themselves with malls.
0: Solid. So a little bit of... uh... A little bit of recreation within the mall. That, that's what that's what your vote's for. All right. What about you, CJ? What you thinking?
1: I think I think RJ's right, and I agree with what he said, but I don't think that works at every mall. I think that thought and concept will work for sure at the suburban, uh, these suburban malls, right, when you have suburban expansion that occurred uh, and, so, and the shopping started to take place in mass. Uh, when you have that type of land available, I think, yes, repurposing using that for different things, different types of businesses is going to make a lot of sense. I think where it's going to start to prove difficult, like on the question, right, it's asking about San Francisco specifically. And this, I know this is one of RJ's favorite cities when it comes to affordable housing. And so when you look at a city like San Francisco, right? Uh, and this small is in a, in a metro area, right? And it's, it's downtown. I think repurposing it in the, the ways in which you could do that start to become very difficult. So I think these major metropolitan areas that are in like core urban environments, you know, in these huge major cities, I think the difficulty is going to be had in trying to repurpose these. And I don't know how that's going to look. You know, ultimately the way people shop, the way that we live has shifted and adjusted and it's not going to go back. We're going to be going more towards having an AI robot in your house or on your computer that you can say exactly what outfit you're looking for from exactly what company, exactly what sizes, exactly when you need it. And your computer is going to be able to go take care of it for you.
4: Hey, bro, Uh, forty-five seconds, okay, not forty-five minutes.
1: (laughs) Hey, when you champ, you champ. Don't be a lady, be a legend. When you champ, you champ. You understand?
4: All right. When
1: you're the big, when you're the big dog, you're the big dog, RJ. All right. So at the end of the day, I think malls are going to go away in these core urban environments, and that's what it's going to be. That's what it is. That's the truth. What y'all gonna do about that? Go ahead.
0: <laughs> my, my man CJ just took the two minutes afterwards too. <laughs> hey,
1: listen. Hey, RJ. RJ's got a no, Potter. You can't go back and forth with me. You see the vibes, man. Come on, man. I'm too quick and I'm too good, RJ. Come on.
0: <laughs> oh man. All right, Leon. What What are your thoughts? Uh, the
2: question is end. The end of. I don't think it's end. I do think it's shifting. It's. Diff- it's it's also, I think this is something to what CJ was just saying, that, but I don't agree that it'll be the same. I think this is a regional play. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that um, these changes that you see with American malls in regards to what's new and local coming around, I do see in bigger cities, you see more destinations and outdoor malls, which is what the play was in the 1920s and 30s. I think you're seeing more of that going to destinations around arenas, around destination places to RJ's point of people getting outside. So I don't think it's an end. I do think there's a transition. But I also say regionally, you think that the American mall, that the the mall of America, if you will, in Minneapolis is going to change and be different. Of course, it'll change with the stores and those type of things. But who's going outside Minneapolis in February? That's a destination spot, so in regionally in places like that, I think they'll they they won't evolve as much as you see in mm-hmm. larger cities.
0: very valid point, Minneapolis great place to visit in February. Great deals to be had if you can get in <laughs> all right, Steve, what about you?
3: uh I think it is the end of the, of the American mall, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised it's still around people are still trying to uh, move. Their stores into malls and so on. The if you look at the what created the malls in the 80s, it was because they had these tax reforms where you can write off more, right? You had accelerated depreciation schedules. That's when all these malls started getting built. And legislatures saw that this was not a good idea and they undid that accelerated accelerated depreciation. So cash flow for malls have been down or negative or negative for decades. Don't really know why it's still in business. And then now you got between Amazon. Um, and and all these other you know really easy to shop and deliver where you don't have to leave the house anymore situations people aren't going to the mall as much by a significant factor so I don't see how much longer it's gonna be sticking around I think it's done uh, Scottsdale Community Bank I got a chance to go uh, and watch one of their presentations people fly out to see the Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall because they're trying to figure out why that mall is profitable mm-hmm. like it's a case study that Scottsdale Mall is profitable because most malls are not. That should tell you what's wrong with the mall model. I can solve yeah, it for no. you.
0: Rich people.
4: Yeah, but to on to <laughs> <leave laughs> point, that's what I was saying. I, I think you're going to see now what we would consider uh, a commercial development, like specifically here in North Texas, we're seeing a lot of this where now JCPenney's instead of being inside of a mall is now a standalone shop where it's an outdoor mall. Uh, changing kind of the the recreating what a mall is where it's more of that destination. There's more than just shopping for clothes. It's also there's entertainment, which we've always had like the movies, but more, uh, I guess, more creative uh, entertainment, along with the shopping experience, I think that's where we're going to see that going. I think the the large yeah. malls where it's just fifty stores of clothes and and whatnot, I think that is dying for sure.
2: I do tell you, I will tell you that the
4: thing that I feel,
2: uh, find that is the most fascinating and exciting is to watch entrepreneurs like us repurpose those J.C. and repurpose those buildings because obviously that's great commercial space, whether that's entertainment, jump castles, or or amusement parks indoors. I mean, you're starting to see that transition. People are starting to monetize with great ideas. Now, obviously, not all of those ideas will work, but it's fascinating to see what people are turning those old uh, relics into and bringing people back to those spots. And some of those American malls, half of the space is now being used for other things while still being a commercial mall. Again, going back to RJ's point, creating these destination points. So, I do think, again, I don't think there's an, it's necessarily ending. I just think it's evolving.
0: All right. Good points by everybody on the panel. I do have to say, Leon usually is our uh, El Capitan when it comes to this and talking about the redevelopment and malls changing and spaces like that so leon you are going to get the point that round thank you
4: for you see,
2: like the nickname as well as like wasn't e. i see Is, we're hey, back to uh answer.
4: to potter's socialist judging where everyone gets a point <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey manny can you go ahead and take away rj's points thanks
2: <laughs> negative five <laughs>
0: And in a stunning turn of events, RJ Bates scores the first negative 100 in PTD history. All right. Next up we have, uh, let's see what our next question is. We're halfway through the year. What has changed in your business in the last six months? Go ahead and start us off, Leon.
2: So in the last six months, uh, for most that have watched the show know that I have a personal real estate investing business and I am day to day with the collective genius. And everything that we've looked at over the last six months is how can we be better and more efficient Uh, for my own personal business. uh, I had always said that once I got to 50 doors that I would bring uh, property management in house because it no longer made sense. Uh, although I am not a fan of that business model, it's not one that that usually pencils to make money. Uh, but it does make sense from a savings perspective and taking care of our tenants. So we brought uh, property management in house. Has not been easy, but we have done that in the last uh, six months, actually in the last three months. And then with Collective Genius, we're always looking how can we help more real estate investors. Achieve their life goals. Uh, how do they? We help them scale their business. The investors don't come to us unless they want help with scaling. And what we've looked at is continuing looking at our community and saying, Are we? Do we have the right level for the right person at the right time? And so we just launched our third level within uh, our community that specifically caters to that person that's doing ten to thirty deals a year. And this is, you know, for us, you know, we've always been known as the elite uh, mastermind. And so, taking a chance of going and, and going a little bit lower with the person that needs community but needs more coaching, weekly coaching, uh, it's a risk. But we know it's something that uh, makes sense for our business long term.
0: Very nice, very nice. All right, Steve, what about you?
3: Uh, for us, it has been instilling more accountability. You know, uh, we've been talking about execution and discipline for a long, long time. I think we're finally doing it at a level that uh, is is, is what was needed for the longest time. You know, we've had some people that maybe stuck around a little longer than maybe they should have, you know, uh, we, we held on, uh, held on to longer than we should have. And I think, you know, being able to track the metrics, uh, catch warning signs earlier, uh, putting protocols in place to have more call reviews by leadership versus just, uh, you know, delegating it to a VA. I think just increasing the level of accountability. I think it's been the biggest game changer. And, uh, it's, it's led to more difficult conversations, but it's actually a good thing because we need to all be on the same page and we're not on the same page. We can't row the boat in the same direction. So I would say instilling even a higher level of accountability.
0: Mm-hmm. Solid. <clears throat> all right. RJ, what you got?
4: 2023 uh, has been a, a huge year for change so far for us, you know, uh, January, was, you know, I, I was going through some depression there. Um, you know, Mickey Mouse decided it wanted to call me a bad name and, uh, it really messed up with my head there. Uh, we'll come out with more about that later. Uh, but, uh, the, the business was suffering a little bit, uh, for mine and Cassie's absence and, uh, you know, what, eight weeks ago, uh, went back to my, my cleaner personality, just like I did in 2020 and said, Hey, it's the fourth quarter. Give me the damn ball. And uh, now we're seeing change and, and it was necessary. You know, it, it's, I think the team, I, I literally have never loved a team more than the team I have right now here at titanium, but we weren't getting the results that we wanted um and and now we are and i think they need to see us in the game instead of just sitting on the sidelines and trying to coach
0: that's absolutely one of the greatest answers you've ever given on this show rj
2: strong rj strong
0: i like i like that one a lot all right cj what you got boss
1: yeah 2023 has been uh, amazing uh you know 2022 ended with a lot of strong momentum business-wise. Uh, and then we started running into some hurdles, right? Like we started bumping into some speed bumps and trying to get some different things figured out. Uh, and what's been really cool and what I'm excited about for the second half of the year uh, is similar to what, like RJ said, you know, my energy is always when when everything isn't going exactly how it should be going. Uh, I look at it as a leadership issue and I got to get back into the mix and I got to show improve. And, and And sometimes a general has to hit the field with soldiers, right? And you know, we got in, we redid all of our SOPs, we went through all of our process steps, uh, and we were able to get the business to a point here recently where there's nothing left to like figure out. As an entrepreneur, you're constantly trying to figure things out. Hey, what's the additional piece? What am I missing? What should I be doing? We've dedicated the time to get those things figured out. And the second half of the year for us looks like, like I said earlier, operating in that zone of genius and really growing things. Uh, And building on top of what's already there versus having to put things in that are new.
4: And, you know, one of the things I'll say about my answer is, is uh, it's all perspective. Uh, I look back at when we our first year in real estate uh, 2015, we did seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in assignments that year. Now here we are and we're looking at we can potentially do four hundred and fifty thousand in a month. Uh, but yet there was times where we felt like we were struggling, right? Uh, it's about the perspective of the expectations that we have here. And, and I've continued to say this to the team. Every single deal matters. Every single termination that we send out matters. The expectation here is to win. It's not, we're not giving attaboys for closing deals. Uh, we're, we're giving attaboys when we exceed the goals overall. And I think that's really where the team needed to, to see a difference in mindset across the board.
2: I want to make sure that we point out the value that was given in these answers for the changes or the things that have, at the adjustments that these leaders have made. I think you heard at least three different times people saying getting back in. I don't know anyone not many people that made money in q3 and q4 that were real estate investors at almost any level they made a ton for the last four or five years because of the run of the market the market was the star and so you don't necessarily have to take the ball at the end of the game because the market was the star but if you notice most of the answers here were I had to make adjustments, we weren't efficient enough, we had to make changes, and I got back in the business. There's a ton of value in those answers. Well done, fellas.
3: I guess we can be friends again <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a It's a compliment sandwich there, Steve. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Leon
0: to straight dunk on Steve. That's, that's what I'm waiting for. Um, that that was a really, really great question with great answers from everybody. And I love everybody's perspective on it. Um, I have to say, RJ, you definitely hit the nail on the head on that one. So even though you talked a little bit of shit to me about my judging, I'm going to give you the point on that. So now you're at negative 99. Great job. Appreciate you. Here, let's go let's go into uh question six. And it wouldn't be a PTD episode without the NBA. Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> With the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA championship and getting minimal media spotlight or spotlight throughout the whole NBA playoffs, how would you react if your team achieved something massive, but it was downplayed or not recognized by your peers? Start us off, RJ.
4: Well. My God, what a great question for me to answer. Um, <laughs> but, bro, t- 2021, I won the Closers Olympics. It literally took me six months to get my my post-win conference. And I was referred to as the most hated man in real estate. So, yeah, I know all about uh, that feeling. Uh, yeah. so, I, I don't think it's fair for the Nuggets. I think that, that you know, what, for what they did, the number one seed in the Western Conference – the quite possibly what should have been the the MVP during the season and and multi reigning MVP. He's been the most consistent player over the course of the past three years. Um, I think they deserve to be praised for who they are as an organization. They built internally which is not happening in the NBA right now. It's all so easy to go out and build your super team by just signing the top free agents. They've done it through the draft. They've done things the right way. They deserve all the recognition that they're not getting. Um, And, and uh, you know, if it happens to you internally, use it as a chip on your shoulder. Uh, That's what I've done. Um, And and that's why I made sure that all of my best friends are judges in this year's Closers Olympics. So even if I bomb, I'm still going to (laughs) win. Right, Steve and CJ.
1: No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no
4: doubt. I like that response. Right, of
3: course, yeah, yeah.
0: Course. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Steve's answer sounded a li- little unenthusiastic. Yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CJ. What What about you? What's your What's your thoughts on this one, man? I mean,
1: I don't know. I I actually agree with RJ. Really, right? Like,
2: whoa! Stop the press.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I I really do. Like uh, I agree with RJ. I'm gonna say that this time. I think I think RJ has had. I think he answered that very well, and I think he has some great answers today. And I agree with him 110. percent
4: This is the most Jimmy Vreeland moment of all time. I'm like, not even gonna answer. I'm just gonna say I agree with RJ.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm saying it. I would I would literally say the exact same thing. Like I, I carry the same type of chip on my shoulder. Uh, I don't think that accolades matter peer to peer i'm not playing a game for high fives and pats on the backs Uh, steve we kind of talked about this on the phone the last week i'm the chip on the shoulder guy that's why me and rj probably appreciate and respect each other and have our our back and force um look if you're playing for somebody to hand you a trophy or you know whatever I, i mean that's just not my vibe man i don't care about stuff like that we'd celebrate it internally we take it as a chip on the shoulder. We'd be the team drawing it up on the whiteboard, posting the newspaper clippings or internet posts, getting fired up, hitting the tunnel and busting people in the fucking mouth every time.
0: Absolutely crush the answer there. I love it. This is what happens when you titanium was forged. And you started JTing on deals over here. Like, titanium you. <laughs> titanium you, baby. Uh, you know the vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Leon, what about you? What are your thoughts on this?
2: I'm so blessed um, to have great mentors and great home training that allowed me to get to a point in my life where I don't do anything as a leader, as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a friend. There's nothing I do in my life that I feel like I need recognition for ever, ever. And I am blessed to have those that came before me get me to that point. I think as a kid, we want the recognition. We want to win the state championships. We want to be called the best baller on on the court and the best student uh, for some of us. Um, We want that recognition as kids because we feel like that's how we make our way in the world. But what you find is, that the impact that you have on others is more important than any trophy that you'll ever win. And I believe that the Denver Nuggets feel that way. Did you hear what the Joker talked about when they asked him about the, the parade? He goes, what parade? When is that? It, it doesn't matter to him. He's, going, he's got horses that he's going to go race. He don't care about that. That's how you should live your life. If we all focused on less recognition and making more impact and leaving a great legacy, world will be a better place unfortunately it's not that way but i think that that's that's the best thing i've seen in sports in a very long time
0: solid response leon i'm 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 happy to uh see you take that take that one right there all right steve what do you got
3: uh for me i couldn't be happier or more grateful to be dismissed right because when you're dismissed that's what keeps the chip on the shoulder It's this celebration. Oh, these guys are champs. These are the these guys are the greatest, right? That's the stuff that you know makes you doesn't allow you to want to sacrifice as much, right? You're gonna maybe sleep in a little bit more. You might hit the snooze button, but the constant disrespect and dismissal that's what keeps, I think, a lot of us here going, right? It's the rejections. It's the you're not good enough. If you watch, I can't remember it was like a, a one of those old NFL NFL shows, but there's a reason why on both sides of the football field, the captains are screaming, they don't respect us. They don't expect us to win. Both captains in every single game <laughs> throughout NFL Sunday is screaming, they don't respect us. It's because that's what fires you up. That's what makes you want to go hit the gym a little bit harder. And, you know, sacrifice for your food, your diet, your sleep, whatever. You're going harder because you don't feel respected. And that's, again, as, as a, if it was my team, I couldn't be more grateful because I know that's going to keep us uh, going
4: harder. I want to I want to say um, a couple of things here. One, uh, TNT is the best sports broadcasting channel out there. They broadcast the entire Stanley Cup Finals. Las Vegas went or Vegas wins the Stanley Cup the other night. I'm watching, you know, them hand the the captain Mark Stone the Stanley Cup, and they did one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They brought Wayne Gretzky on for this moment. And they asked him, what's going through your head when you're skating around with the Stanley Cup after 82 games and 20 plus more to win the Stanley Cup? And he said, at first, it's about looking at your teammates in the eye and seeing what you just did together. And then you transition your thoughts to all of your family members that helped you get to that level. And he goes, for me, it was thinking about my grandparents and all of the early morning skates they took me to. And uh, I'm not going to lie, man, I had an emotional moment because literally as I'm watching this, my son is in Seattle, Washington with his grandparents because they're there for his tournament in Seattle this weekend and watching that moment. And so to to Leon's point, uh, the Denver Nuggets, the Vegas Golden Knights, they really don't care about the media. That's not their thought. It's about their teammates and their family and the impact of them winning the championship, that's where the thoughts are and just being grateful to have that opportunity.
3: Hey, RJ, I, I know, like, you know, you really are proud of the belt that you won, you know, with the closest Olympics, you know. Um, but I think you're, you're confusing most hated man with most, like, ignored man, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, actually, if you go back to the reason we have the show, right, is CJ, RJ, myself, were in closest Olympics, Yep. And the reason why ta- uh, RJ is so hated is <laughs> because in one of our uh, pre games, we we're like, "Hey, you know what we'll do? What, what we'll do to get people excited? We're gonna start talking some trash. Yep. We're gonna start, you know, get, talking some smack. Get 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 some controversy going so we get some eyeballs on Closers Olympics. So what happens? RJ starts talking trash. I start talking trash. CJ talked a little bit of trash, right? He was still kind of in his high tower, right? T- high up in the tower." <laughs> Uh, but there was a lot of trash-talking <laughs> and What happened though? <laughs> what we found out was the other nine were not up for trash-talking What we no, saw yes. were people who who got their feelings hurt uh, It was uh, it was really an interesting <laughs> social experiment But that's the reason why CJ and RJ are here Because yeah, we yeah. know who can give it We know who can take it That's what makes it fun And uh, that's the reason why RJ is the, I guess, the most hated man
4: <laughs> Hey, that was <laughs> so I- Elijah Rubin's name to me, not me
1: if you're if you're doing uh, if you're doing anything focused on the admiration of others as your motivational factor uh, it's going to be pretty tough sledding for you in entrepreneurship uh, because this business being a a business owner uh, it it don't really go like that man Uh, you got to be your own biggest fan your own biggest cheerleader and be able to push yourself forward on a daily (laughs) basis for sure
2: If, if i can add one last thing here cj you're so right um i think that um, one of the things I've learned from some of the, my mentors and the collective genius, the best, some of the best presentations I've ever seen and saw one of those this week. Um, I think if you're if you're really, truly looking for recognition at some point in your life, I think the best point to be recognized is at your funeral when there's a line around the block for people to come and pay their respects to you as a human being. I think that if you truly want to look at any recognition, that's the best one. That's a legacy, right? That's impact that you make.
0: Jesus Christ, we'll end it on that one, Leon. Bringing us (laughs) home, God. Um, it is great to be back. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give this one to Leon. Leon wins today. Um, you know, it was definitely neck and neck with uh, my clearly amazing judging skills. Uh, you know, two two for Leon, one for CJ, one for Steve, and well. RJ, you'll get on the plus side someday. I, ha- I had to return the favor for you after after last week. I had to.
4: I deserve uh,
0: it. it you, you certainly do, and I'm glad that you recognize that. All right. You think about we what you had- did. <laughs> I'm giving you a week to come back stronger, all right? Um, it has been an absolutely great show today. We appreciate everybody tuning in to check us out. As always, we will be here every Thursday. Before we go ahead and sign off, we're going to give everybody a chance to go ahead and say bye. We'll go ahead and start off with our champion this week, Leon G. Barnes.
2: Guys, what a great show. I was uh, coming off of three days of the Collective Genius. I was uh, was drained. Uh, But thanks to each of you for supplying some energy today. What a great show that we had. I want to just give a quick shout out. Uh, for all the dads out there that are putting in work, making an impact. Happy Father's Day. And let's not leave out the ones that uh, the mothers that are playing both roles like my mom did for uh, her kids. Happy Father's Day to both those fathers and those mothers playing both roles to everyone.
0: Leon, by far the classiest panelist that we will ever have on PTD. All right, Steve, go ahead and say bye to the people.
3: I second that because none of none of us are gonna be as classy as that. Um, I would say, uh, great show as always. I uh, Always enjoy you know uh, going back and forth with uh, with all these fine gentlemen. Uh, and you know, Leon said VP of Membership. That's what he, that's how he introduced himself. Uh, he doesn't give himself enough credit. Uh, he ran a great event. I mean, I know it's a whole team operation, but Leon is the is the one that's spearheading it, and it was a wonderful event. So I got my belt. Uh, I got to be well, more informed for today's show, right? So. I just want to give Leon his credit his due.
0: Thanks,
2: bro. Appreciate you.
0: Yeah, you definitely need to be talking to Leon weekly so we can go ahead and elevate your uh, answers (laughs) like you started out the show with. All right, RJ, go ahead and say bye to the people.
4: Yeah, to to Steve's point earlier about, you know, why are me and and CJ on here from the 2020 Closers Olympics, uh, man, it's an honor to be here. It's uh, a ton of fun. It's one of the most fun things I do every single week. And, uh, it's also the impact that it makes for other people. I know we like to have fun on here, but there was someone at this past weekend's crucible and they didn't know who I was and pardon the disruption. And then they started watching my live videos and then said, Hey, I, I want to be a virtual wholesaler. So they came to the crucible. So thank you, Steve, for the opportunity to be able to do this show. Um, it's, it's amazing. And it makes an impact on a ton of people. So, um, Thank you for that, and uh, great show, fellas!
0: Awesome, awesome. Last but certainly not least, CJ, say bye to the people.
1: Uh, great show, uh, great time, man. It's uh, always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. I thought all the answers today were great, uh, even Steve's. Um, you know, I thought it was a lot of great conversation. <laughs> uh, you know, for sure. Uh dot We got three thousand. Uh 938 people registered uh for tonight. Uh the room only holds a thousand. Uh so make sure you're on time. All right, Steve, let them know. Make sure you're on time, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll see you there, man. You know the vibe. 7 Steve. p.m.
3: 7 p.m. CPT. Um I, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to I'm going to put uh CJ's cell phone number inside the show notes for all the realtors. did <laughs> not felt like they were being treated respectfully. You guys can have a one-on-one conversation with CJ. Bro, Steve.
4: Bro, and- Steve, realtors don't pick up the phone, okay? All they do is push paper, oh, wow. so that's not going to do any good.
0: Out, outstanding.
3: They, they pick up the See, phone to issue complaints. I know because I was Matthew's <laughs> broker, right? I would have these conversations on a regular basis. Matthew Potter did what? No, not the Matthew I know? No, he wouldn't say that. Absolutely. I would lodge a complaint, write it down. Matt, you got another complaint. <laughs> so I So they pick up the phone and complain.
0: I'm undefeated. What can I say? <laughs> so happy for CJ having a uh, 1,000 people tonight. His internet will only be able to hold 200. So good luck to those uh, 800 people that are left out in the uh, rain. It has been a great show. Glad to be back. We will check you guys out next weekend. Have a great happy Father's Day. Talk to you guys soon.